Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, coronavirus cases hit a seven-month low in the United States as restrictions ease in what was once a COVID hotspot. And new research has some good news about vaccines and stopping the spread of dangerous variants. California is now the state with the fewest new cases. What that means for restaurants, sporting events, and amusement parks in the Golden State. Plus, vaccine incentives. Could you get a free manicure, savings bond, or beer just for getting your COVID shot? But the sad news tonight, the true U.S. death toll from COVID is likely over 900,000. We'll explain how. More misery in India. The country reports more than 400,000 new cases in just one day and breaks a single-day death toll as patients are turned away and die while waiting for oxygen. School bus hijacked. An Army trainee gets on board a bus with his Army-issued rifle and holds 18 children hostage. New voting restrictions. Florida's governor signs a new law adding hurdles to voting by mail and restricting the use of drop boxes. Rising hate crimes. More shocking attacks on Asian Americans, including a woman hit with a hammer. Tonight, the new action being taken by the FBI. Making history. We're with the first all-female Marine platoon as it graduates from the Corps' rigorous San Diego boot camp. And writing her own ticket, meet a high school senior who was accepted to 29 colleges. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with significant and positive new numbers showing a dramatic turn in the fight against the coronavirus nationwide. As we come on the air tonight, the U.S. has reached a seven-month low in new infections of the virus. Hospitalizations and deaths are also down significantly. And in some areas that were once overwhelmed by COVID, including parts of California, vaccinations are so far up and cases so far down, some communities may reach herd immunity. And with the FDA expected to authorize Pfizer's vaccine for children 12 and older in the coming days. Well, today, the secretary of education said he expects schools across the country to be fully reopened in September. Still, while infections are dropping, so are the number of people getting vaccinated. In just one week, the rate of Americans getting their first shot has dropped by nearly 25 percent. And tonight, that is forcing cities and states to come up with new and creative incentives from cold beer to cold hard cash to encourage vaccinations. We'll have more on that in just a moment. But first, CS's Carter Evans is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Pasadena, California. Good evening, Carter. Nora, good evening. We've just learned that 45% of eligible Americans have received at least one dose of the vaccine. That means it's safer to reopen. And in Los Angeles, they're expanding capacity for bars, gyms, and amusement parks. We are inching closer to normalcy in California. Tonight, across the country, cases and deaths plummet to the lowest point in months as reopenings rocket. Los Angeles County now has the fewest restrictions since the pandemic began. If people come and say, thank God you are open, I said, no, thank God you are here. Just four months ago, hospitals here were overwhelmed. In early January, L.A. County averaged more than 16,000 cases a day. On Wednesday, fewer than 300, a 98% drop. California now has the lowest rate in the nation of new COVID cases, and San Francisco could be on the verge of herd immunity. What does that mean for people in the community? It means that hopefully we'll be the city that um, keeps on easing our restrictions. Come to San Francisco. Let's go to an inside restaurant. Uh, So it really is a very safe city for COVID-19 with such low cases high rates of vaccination. While 41% of the nation's adults are now fully vaccinated, in San Francisco, it's 51%. And almost three quarters of people there have received at least one dose. And tonight, there are other hopeful signs the country is turning the corner. A new study found Pfizer's vaccine is 90% effective against the UK variant now dominant in the US. And next Wednesday, a CDC advisory panel could recommend Pfizer's vaccine for use in kids ages 12 to 15. Back in California, once a COVID epicenter, now perhaps showing the country the way out. Even though we're opening up and more mingling, our cases are still staying low. That's what vaccination immunity to a pathogen does. So it's working. It's working. It's going to work in the rest of the country too. There is also some sobering news tonight. A new study from the University of Washington said there could be about 900,000 or more COVID deaths right here in the U.S. That is 57 percent more than the official number. And researchers say it's based on an analysis of deaths that were not previously linked to COVID. Nora. Carter Evans. Thank you. Well, the improving situation here is in stark contrast to what's happening in India, where nearly 4,000 new deaths were reported in just the past 24 hours. Many of the victims died because of a shortage of a basic element, oxygen. CBS's Chris Livesay reports tonight from New Delhi. Hospitals are collapsing under the crushing weight of COVID-19. 
at the Mulchan Hospital in New Delhi, one of the few able to offer proper treatment and oxygen, its ICU is full and patients are turned away. For many, their last resort is here, a Sikh temple where the anguished, some too weak to get out of their cars, line up for a fleeting sip of oxygen, a charity service no matter the weather. These COVID patients have come inside seeking shelter from the rain, but much more importantly, seeking life-saving breaths of air. These oxygen canisters are in desperately short supply. There's no electricity as loved ones fan the sick in the stifling heat. At least they're given a moment of reprieve. For some, it may be their last. Many people died on the road. I have seen that. Arvind Kumar organizes the charity. We are not the doctors. We are just giving the service with the oxygen help only. He and many others blame this monstrous second wave on recent state election rallies that brought millions to the streets. The person responsible for these kind of things, especially the government people, they should be hanged. Now, demand for oxygen has reportedly grown sevenfold. Here at the Sikh temple, COVID patients continue to come in search of it, just as they have for the past two weeks, 24 hours a day. Nora? Chris Livesay, thank you. Well, in South Carolina tonight, an Army trainee at Fort Jackson is facing multiple counts of kidnapping after hijacking a bus filled with children on their way to school. The 23-year-old who had gone AWOL was carrying a rifle and looking for a way out. Here's CBS's David Martin. A security camera captured the moment when a runaway recruit from Fort Jackson, South Carolina, boarded the bus brandishing his rifle. A school bus has been hijacked with kids on it with someone with a gun. And that's what we had this morning. The recruit, Javon Colazzo, was in his third week of basic training and made a reckless break for home. Brigadier General Milford Beagle says Colazzo jumped the fence. His weapon did not have ammunition, uh, but to those in the community, those on the bus uh, would not have been aware of that. The 18 elementary school students on the bus were more than he could handle. The kids started asking lots of questions. The suspect got a little frustrated. He let the kids and driver off and drove the bus a couple more miles. Left the rifle on the, on the bus, uh, went through neighborhoods trying to get rides, trying to get clothes. General Beagle admitted the recruit should never have gotten that far. Recruits have gone AWOL from Fort Jackson before, but never with a weapon. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. It was a terrifying day at a middle school in Rigby, Idaho. A student pulled out a gun and opened fire, injuring two other students and a custodian. All are expected to be okay, but the student with the gun was taken into custody. Police are investigating what led to the shooting. All right, tonight the NAACP says it's suing the state of Florida for its new voting restrictions law signed today. President Trump won the state of Florida, but now Republicans are changing the rules. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports from South Florida. The strongest election integrity measures in the country. I'm actually going to sign it right here. It's, going to it's controversial it right down to how Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed the new law, shutting out all media except Fox News, a move he defended. The law limits mail-in voting, restricts the hours drop boxes are open, and requires Floridians to show ID for new mail-in ballot requests, which they now have to do more frequently every two years. Republicans claim it's to prevent voter fraud, but offered no proof of widespread problems. It's a change in tune from what DeSantis said in February. 
Florida had the most transparent and efficient election anywhere in the country. Florida saw record mail-in voting last year, with Democrats mailing in nearly 700,000 more ballots than Republicans. Patricia Brigham with the League of Women Voters of Florida argues the law could unfairly impact certain voters. These new restrictions are not taking into consideration the disabled, the elderly. We have people of color who are working multiple jobs to try to make a living. It is just clearly voter suppression. In Texas, the legislature is preparing to vote on similar voting restrictions. Georgia passed its own controversial law in March. CBS News election law expert David Becker. It's a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. If we all ran elections like Florida did in 2020, our society, our nation would be very well off. Several groups have now filed lawsuits attempting to stop this law. And the Florida supervisors of elections, the majority of whom are Republicans, said in a letter they believe the law is unnecessary and will make voting by mail harder. Nora? Manny Bajorquez, thank you. Tonight, the FBI is stepping up its efforts to counter the shocking surge in attacks on Asian Americans. They've skyrocketed in the past year as some falsely blame Asians for the pandemic. We get more on this from CBS's Jeff Begays. In New York City, police are investigating a hammer attack on an Asian woman that was caught on surveillance video. In Baltimore, a man wielding a cement block attacked two Korean women simply trying to close down their store. The number of brazen attacks on Asians is rising across the country. According to the group Stop Asian American Pacific Islander Hate, there have been more than 6,600 incidents from March 2020 to March 2021. Women have been the target nearly 65% of the time. What's happening to our communities is truly devastating. Uh, We know that one third of community members really fear being attacked. In San Francisco, a suspect has been arrested in connection with an attack against two Asian women, including on an 84-year-old. The Alameda County, California District Attorney formed a special response unit to handle the growing number of cases. We have 78 victims that we're working with uh, just since we put together the unit at the end of January. This has skyrocketed. Today, the FBI announced that it is increasing the Bureau's anti-hate crime efforts. I think in some communities there is this reflexive resistance and even a distrust of law enforcement, and that is a barrier that we are trying to break down. The FBI says that it is surging resources to combat hate crimes, and that is happening as the Justice Department continues its review of how hate crimes are being tracked. They are often underreported by law enforcement. Dora. Jeff Begays, thank you. We're going to turn now to the extraordinary lengths public health officials are going to just to entice COVID vaccine holdouts to get their shots. They're offering everything from beer to concert tickets. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz. There you go. This beer is compliments of the vaccine. The perk comes with getting a shot this month in New Jersey, one of many incentives nationwide. Come in with the card. Here's your encouragement. Vaccinations can get you a $100 savings bond in West Virginia, $50 if you convince someone to get vaccinated in Detroit, and free salon and barbershop services coming soon in Chicago. We want to bring the party and the vaccine together and really make this an opportunity for people to say, this is easy for me to get this vaccine. Let me take that opportunity right now. 
Saturday's shots at this Chicago church come with a free ticket to a concert that's for vaccinated people only. What's the role that incentives play? They push people to make a decision. Pastor Horace Smith, who's also a physician, says the concert giveaway purposely targets young Chicagoans. I have to laugh because there's a couple of very popular artists who are going to be featured in Hyde Park who I don't even know. That's my age. I have to ask my daughter, who is that they're going to have? One, two, three. Cheryl Cohn from Chicago overcame her hesitancy for her family. Three generations got vaccinated together. I'm enjoying getting back to life, living, loving, sharing. And mass vaccination sites nationwide are starting to wind down, like this one outside Chicago's United Center. And that's because the focus is now shifting to people who aren't going out of their way to get vaccinated by providing all these incentives and by now vaccinating people where they are in their communities. Nora. All right, Adriana Diaz, thank you. Well, tonight, a major step forward for women in the military. A platoon of female Marines is taking its rightful place in history. Here's CBS's Jamie Ucas. One moment, a hundred years in the making. Women are graduating today alongside their male counterparts for the first time ever at the Marine Corps Recruit Depot, San Diego. The recruits of Lima Company are the first platoon of women to go through the vigorous 13-week boot camp, traditionally reserved for men. When I was told I was going to San Diego and I would be making history, it's something I couldn't pass up. New legislation requires fully integrated boot camp training in San Diego by 2028. 10 to 15 percent of all Marine recruits drop out every year. And these women kept the same pace. 53 of the 60 who started made it to the finish line. You understand? Yes! Leading them every step of the way, a team of five trailblazing female drill instructors, including Staff Sergeant Amber Starosik. From you, we come in the following. It was definitely humbling to be put in that position. I knew how big of a deal this was. Just before graduation, every exhausted recruit, man or woman, completed the notorious crucible, which culminates at the top of Camp Pendleton's rugged peak known as the Reaper. I knew every single one of them that was up there earned it. Now they too are the few, the proud, the Marines. Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Los Angeles. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin assured reporters there are no plans to shoot down a Chinese rocket that's falling to Earth. If you had a sharp eye, you could see it as it passed over Washington before dawn. The Pentagon expects the rocket to come down on Sunday, but no one knows where. 
All right, the sky's the limit for a high school senior in Cobb County, Georgia, named Cameron Stargell. She's been accepted to 29 universities and offered more than $2 million in scholarship money. Cameron had perfect grades, was on the National Honor Society, played multiple sports and violin, and even works at Chick-fil-A and Go Cameron. Very impressive. Our salute to Extraordinary Moms continues tonight with a Mother's Day celebration that almost wasn't. Here's CBS's Jim Axelrod. Donna Harby found love in the most unlikely of places five years ago, a refugee camp in Lebanon. An optometrist from Virginia, she was volunteering there when she met Michal Hamoud, a Syrian relief worker. Did you see each other again? It was WhatsApp, WhatsApp video, WhatsApp chat. She wanted him to come to the U.S. and get married. But the Trump administration's Muslim ban prevented that. First time driving in Beirut. So she went back to Lebanon. It needed to be done because we wanted to be together. Months later, this news. We found out we were expecting. Due to COVID and better health care at home, Donna left Lebanon to deliver in America. Alone and expecting in April, President Biden's reversal of the ban answered Donna and Michelle's prayers. He got a visa and jumped on a plane, arriving here last month, just in time. Oh less than six hours later. I woke up and I was like, I'm cramping up literally less than 12 hours later. Evan <laughs> was born. So the three of you are in a room and you're all holding your baby within hours of his getting here. Yeah, it's all still like a dream, honestly. I know. A Mother's Day dream come true. Jim Axelrod, CBS News, New York. How can you repay mom for all she does? Well, how about fulfilling her bucket list? That's tomorrow on the road with Steve Hartman. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>